I'm Zim, and you're listening to the Helpful Photographer Podcast in collaboration with New York City Photo Safari. To register for a safari, please visit NewYorkCityPhotoSafari.com. Summer is upon us, which means the fireworks season has started, and photographers are asking about how to photograph fireworks. First of all, the largest annual 4th of July fireworks display happens right here in New York City, and it lasts 25 minutes. While the nightly Disneyland fireworks display lasts approximately 15 to 18 minutes. I'm not telling you this because I want to brag about New York City. I'm telling you this because this ain't a lot of time. So there won't be much time for trial and error. Since Disneyland has a fireworks display every night throughout the summer, you'll actually have plenty of opportunities to practice. That is, if you're lucky enough to live near a Disneyland. Aside from the very short duration, another problem with fireworks is that each display is choreographed differently, and unless you know the choreographer personally, it's going to be hard to know what to anticipate next. Unless you're shooting the Disney display, because it'll be the same night after night after night. Aside from trying to anticipate what's going to happen, the most important thing about shooting fireworks is getting the shutter speed right. If you decide to handhold your camera, you'll be forced to shoot a fast shutter speed which means you'll only get dots of light rather than those nice long trails, which makes photographing fireworks so fun. I've come to find that the ideal shutter speed to get those trails of light is between 1 and 2 seconds. Much more than that, the fireworks become a bit of a mess. As for your aperture, well, that's a bit problematic, as it depends on what's happening, which is difficult to predict. I've found the most success between f8 and f11 at an ISO of 100. What you'll want to do is to take your first shot with one of these settings, quickly review the image, and then make adjustments accordingly. If the fireworks are totally blown, you'll want to close up your aperture. If it's too dark, then you'll want to open up. Since the aperture is basically in the middle, and you're likely to be shooting close to infinity, if not at infinity, you'll have plenty of room to maneuver your f-stop without having to consider your depth of field or fidget with your ISO. As it's difficult to anticipate what's going to happen next, and what you really want is more than one burst, you could consider a multiple exposure. If you have a camera that will do this, it's an easy option, but unfortunately, you'll need to decide how many frames you want ahead of time without knowing what's going to be in the sky. So another option might be to use your bulb mode with a cable release, which will allow you to leave your shutter open as long as you like. So after setting your ISO and your f-stop where you want it, set your camera on bulb. Before you click to open the shutter, hold the black map board in front of the lens. As soon as you see the explosion go off, remove the card. After about a second, cover the lens again while leaving the shutter open. Repeat this process for as many bursts as you want. But remember, don't leave the lens open for more than one or two seconds. You will need to be careful choosing when to uncover your lens because if the subsequent bursts happen right where the last one did, eventually you will have an extremely overexposed white mess. Ideally, what we really want are bursts that are in different parts of the frame. Oh, and do be careful not to bump your camera when doing this. Once you have as many bursts as you want, close the shutter and start a new frame. If you want to practice this ahead of time, but don't want to leave your house, here's a crazy idea. I know this may sound totally stupid, but it actually works. Go to YouTube and search for a fireworks video. Open the window up to the full size of your monitor. Put your camera on a tripod in front of the screen, turn off all of your room lights, and then shoot it with the instructions I just gave you. Now, you may need a little more aperture because you're shooting your computer monitor, but fundamentally, this actually works, and you'll better understand the timing you'll need to get a great burst. 
hopefully this will give you enough practice to be successful during the real event. So far, I've only just talked about the fireworks. What about the rest of the landscape? Let's face it, just shooting the fireworks is pretty fun, but a great fireworks photo would probably include something like the New York City skyline along with the fireworks, right? Here's the problem. If you include something other than the fireworks, it's likely that it'll require a significantly different exposure than the one second at f11 at ISO 100. It's likely to be a much longer exposure. If it were me, I would plan to be there the night before to just shoot the skyline and to run a test to see what I needed my shutter speed to be. Let's say the correct shutter speed is 10 seconds. This would mean that if you moved your map board away from the lens 10 times and allowed the light to enter for one second each time, you're likely to get the building in the back pretty well exposed. But if you don't want that many bursts in the sky, then you're going to have a grossly underexposed skyline. On the other hand, let's say the skyline requires a two second exposure. Well, now you're kind of screwed, because if you move your map board away more than two times, you're going to have a blown out skyline. My inclination would be to set up my shot with a completely locked down tripod and to do a bracketed shot of the skyline before the fireworks started or after they finished, and then to do individual one and two second exposure of fireworks and merge the images in post-process. This would help ensure that both the landscape and the fireworks look great. One last note. Over the past decade or so, fireworks displays are often set to music, and that music is usually broadcast via the internet or the radio. If you know ahead of time what song they will choreograph the fireworks to, you might be able to anticipate when the fireworks will slow down or speed up. One thing for sure is that most fireworks displays start slow, and then there's a big bit in the center as it slows down again, and then a huge finale. So keep an eye on your watch so you can time things out a little bit better. This is important because after the fireworks burst in the sky, they usually leave a lot of smoke behind. Unfortunately, this doesn't make for great photos, so your best chance will be at the early part of the event or after a pause. Sometimes there's enough of a pause in the fireworks that the smoke will clear and you get another chance. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts to creating a great fireworks photo, and now you know why at the beginning of this podcast I brought up the limited amount of time you have to shoot this. I know it's not going to be easy, but good luck, and I hope this was helpful. Until next time, keep on shooting!